On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Jim O'Hare. Jim is one of the stars on NBC's Parks and Recreation. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. We just start, start, and that's the way it goes. And very often, I I don't want to start right away because I get so excited seeing people right away. (laughs) And I think that's what gets me. It's like, ah, and then we start. Um, Thanks so much. This worked out. It really did. Things change literally by minute. I know. So it's, it's going to be a one uh, thirty table read, but that's what it is. Right, and then until it's, not. it's a three o'clock table read. <laughs> and I won't be surprised. Oh, I should turn my phone off. If after there'll be, a, did I just break that? What? Kick something in it? One yeah, hour. no, that's all right. Chair, that's okay. Chair. That's okay. That chair's not going to go anywhere. Oh. Yeah, just uh, I need to. I need to get a I new chair. I need to get that fixed. Um, but I mean, by the end of it, it could be. Four o'clock. Right. But when I go to leave. It's so nice, though, to know that you're, you're, you're working. Wait, what do I want to say? It's not like, oh, my God, this table read's going to get in the way of my work. It is your work, dude. Oh, dude. I, uh, I know where my bread is buttered. It's so great. It's so awesome. I, you know, we, they're, they're so great to us. The show really works around our schedules. If I were to call and say, listen, I got, you know, I know there's this podcast I'm going to try to do, but it might interfere with the thing. They would absolutely work around it. Right. But I wouldn't do it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. No. I love a table read. Uh, we're doing, we're uh, reading our 84th episode. I have never missed a table read. <laughs> and I don't want to, miss, you know, and I also do these weird luck things. Okay, I've never missed a table read, so I need right. to keep going to these tables. <laughs> the t- but the table reads, you, you uh, I think I watched a couple of episodes that you weren't in. You're not still going I'm to the table. I'm in all of them. You're yeah. in all of them. Yeah, it's You're in all of them. stuff doesn't like, make it. R- we, okay, we great. We overshoot like you can't believe. I watched one episode and uh, because I watched it on Hulu Plus and it was like, it it, it just ended. It didn't, like, That's what right. happened? I don't, it was the one with, um, it It said, uh, it was from season three, season it was done in Washington and it had Olympia. Uh, <laughs> that was the first one of the season. Yeah, after Ben and them went to what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the they shot that actually in July, uh-huh. and then used it for the first couple. Of, one of the main characters went to Washington. Exactly right for five six episodes. Right, and then right. Came back. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like in those, yeah, you, it, it's typically you're lighting some heavier and others. Uh-huh. Like in the one that aired last week, all the guys went to uh, Indianapolis, right, and shot the episode. Really? Oh my God! You were there? It was awesome. Uh, in it Indianapolis. Was, uh, uh, it was me and Nick Offerman, uh-huh. Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, um, Chris in, Pratt, in, in, Indianapolis. in Indianapolis. And the people, you know, they don't get a lot of stuff filming there. No, they don't. And we didn't really, to be honest, I didn't expect much of any. I didn't right. know what to expect. Other than a good time, because we always have a great time when we're right. hanging. So we go there, and the first night we go to um, St. Elmo's, which is their famous steak joint there. Wasn't Rob Lowe in St. Elmo's Fire? He was, and they did do a shot of him going, huh. And then just <laughs> walking in the door. Didn't make the final. My guess is it'll be on. Uh, it'll be on the extras. Yeah, he just. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Look at the yeah. subtlety of that. I know, it's so I know. great. Just a quick. <laughs> and then in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was crazy. so. We, we literally just went out to dinner the first night there because we were going to shoot there the next day. So we get there the next day, and the word had gotten out, and these people were all over the place, and it was. Wild, and we went to. Uh, then we shot at Lucas Oil, mm-hmm. the football stadium there, mm-hmm. with Andrew Luck and Reggie Wayne. We're <sighs> out of, in a stadium that's empty, and right. there's no other. 
I don't know any other business Look at your that life, allows man. something that crazy. You're right, you right, know? right, it's right. It's just crazy. And you've been doing it for a really long time, Jim. Long time. Well, no, no, no. According to a lot of articles, <laughs> overnight sensation. I know, oh, right? Oh my God! But I re- oh! going going through all the stuff that you went through, and of course we we kind of grew up together apart, but together like the white noise stuff that you yeah. were doing over there, and uh, and and all the shows that we were creating in Chicago that you were creating, and I was creating in a, I, in a parallel universe exactly. over there. But you got to understand you. Got guys, you and your crowd, your Ian's and your Nia's and and that crowd, you guys were my, and you guys were who I looked at. Like, Oh, there they are. They're the geniuses. No. They're, oh, my gosh. But, but I was going, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I was looking at what you guys were doing at, with the same sort of thing. We we're thinking, like, you, you're you creating these shows out of nothing, essentially. With, yeah. well, uh, well, not out of nothing, out of something. And the something being the cast that you're putting together. Yeah. And that great crew that you had over Megan there. Megan Moore Burns, I know oh you know Oh, my Meg. God, I, mean, I love Meg Just so saw her much. over the holidays. and Right. Uh, who is in Who is in White Noise? White Noise it? was myself, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Cannon, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon, Ned Crowley, mm-hmm. Megan Moore Burns, Ruth Novak, and uh, Jeff Johnson. Oh. Yeah, and it was we had all trained together. At uh, I had done Second City training years earlier with mm-hmm. Martin. Yes. You know, Dimas yes. And, His name comes up a lot. Oh my God. His name it comes up so to. much. I'll never forget an audit. I feel like a just a jackass. Not purposely, but I was at a wedding. Uh, Chip O'Neill was getting married. Mm-hmm. You know Chip O'Neill yes. from Chicago? He was yes. getting married to Mel, who's his, well, his wife, right. as it turns out. <laughs> and uh, Weird how that sitting works, next huh? to me is Kenny Williams mm-hmm. and Amy Peets. Do you mm-hmm. know them? Yes, I remember. At the time they were married. They yes. were no longer married. Mm-hmm. And I say to them, oh, my God, I just heard that Marty DeMott passed away. Right. Well, it turns out Kenny was, that was his mentor, and that was his, he had no idea. And, oh, my God, I absolutely ruined Oh, totally, like he literally left the. I was like, oh, I was just, you know, but you hear did, something but, and you're talking, and that's a news that will spread. I mean, but it's Jim, just, but he, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously years ago, but he was so sick. Oh no, no, I know, I know. Yeah. So there was no shock, right? But it, but it, was, it broke. It was, his heart. Oh, it, it broke so many of our hearts. Heart. Yeah. And, and, and we were talking about, Johnny was talking about, you were questioning who is Martin DeMott. And he was just, he's one of these figures that is is the foundation of so much that all of us do. Absolutely. And I watched the Absolutely. work that you're doing, and especially on the show, and I think there's a tenderness there. There's, there's, a, there's a tenderness that your character plays. There's a sensitivity that your character plays. Of course, that's part of who it is that you're, you're, you're cast as there. Right. And I look at all that and I think, knowing the relationship that we all had with Martin, there's a little of that going on there. The sweetest man. And, you know, when I went to him, it was the first my first taste of any sort of improv. or Not performance, but certainly improv. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more terrifying, at least to me at the time. I was right. just horrified. Uh, and he was so gentle and so... That's fine. That's good. I mean, it just the nurturing and the the way he he presented himself, mm-hmm. and I don't know. So I was in awe of all of that. Well, right but then I'm and there. holding on to that for a moment because we talk about this a lot on 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 the podcast is how that approach just brings people to want to work with you. Oh, absolutely. And how, and and the idea of. Hi, I'm a human being. Are you a human being? Oh my God, we're human beings. Can you believe it? I say it all the time, and and not just in any type of work atmosphere. I always say to actors, okay, two of us are going in. We're both capable. Right. He's got a good rep. People like working with him. Right. Well, 
It's a no-brainer. <laughs> right. Hey, let's go with that guy. Exactly. They can both do the job, yes. Right. This guy, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Right. Why, why would I want to work with a pain in oh, the ass? Oh, I get it. Because when actors are working, number one, we've overcome the odds. Of, yes. Of the universe or whatever. I mean, yes. we, what, 2% work at any point? 2% of union actors are working or right. making a living or whatever it is? So it's a gift. And to not appreciate every second of that gift. Like, do you know Nick Offerman from yes. Chicago? Yes, yes. Nick and I, Yes. I mean, a thousand times, because Nick and I have been sort of on the same path also. Guest star, guest star, guest star, guest star. A little pilot here doesn't go, pilot here doesn't go. Oh, guest star, guest star. Oh, this went for 10 episodes. Very much, and hey, loved every minute of it. Right. I've been blessed, blessed. But then to be on a show where every day you got a job. Because right. you know, the worst thing when I would guest is that last day. Isn't it funny? It's so funny. I, I don't know. Back. Jamie Kaler was, I don't know if you know Jamie, he's a stand-up and he was in My Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And he just said oh, the yeah. same, he was just in that chair saying yeah. the same, and when I say just, saying the same thing where you go that last day, you go, oh. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also the first day is terrifying. So we have these jobs that the first day is terrifying mm -hmm. because it's like people won't, normally don't have a hundred new jobs. That's not the normal life. You get a job, you stay five, six years, sometimes 20 years, 30 right. years. Right. We go, it's all new, all new people. Right. Where's the coffee? Where, right. where, where, you don't know anything. So the first day is horrifying. Then are you going to bring to the table what they think you're going to bring to the table? All these nerves. Well, then the week goes on and you go, oh, I love it, I love it. Love. Oh, and that's a wrap on Jim O'Hare, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> I'll right. come back next week. Right. Because right. actors want to work. Right. It's amazing. Well, it's what we do, and it's what it's and and again, we're having that same conversation where the first day of your work or whatever it's going to be, you're looking around, going, "How does what's happening? Who's that? What's happening over there?" And then as it goes on, you're able to unfold, unfurl, evolve. Exactly. You're able to breathe. Exactly. And when you're breathing, you're able to think. And when you're thinking, you're able to create. And when you're creating, everybody's looking at you and you're connecting and everybody's smiling. you got the shit-eating grin on your face. Exactly. And it seems to me, watching your show, people have a good time. I, I always say this and it sounds so gross because I, if I were listening to this, I'd go, oh, dumbass, all mm -hmm. lying. You've seen all that. We're like family. Blah, 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 blah. And then you hear stories behind the scenes. Right. You won't hear a story behind the scenes about Parks. <laughs> it is the show that actors want to get on because right. the word is out. Right. We have a blast. Yep. We laugh. from We're laughing in the hair and makeup in the morning. They have dance parties in the afternoon when Amy's <laughs> be doing her hair and makeup. Right. She'd be running there for a dance party. It's nothing but joy right. on that set. And for two reasons. One, Amy Poehler. Right. Who, do you know why? Have you worked? I'm sure you've yes, met I have. her. Yes, I have. I, 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 I can't or? say. We're acquaintances. You'd yeah, have, Amy and I are yeah, acquaintances. because you guys, there's so many intertwining things yeah, Absolutely. In yeah. Um, it's like we're cousins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amy is so damn kind. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, th this is incredible to say, but I've never seen an ego on the girl. Right. She's a girl who's got a lot of, who's got a lot of pull nowadays. She's hosting the Golden Globes. She's the star of her own TV show. Right. I've never seen it. I've been on shows in the past, and this is sadly not an exaggeration. Um, like if you're doing a multicam thing, mm -hmm. you get a big laugh. You know, whatever you, you get a big laugh, and the next day you come in and that line's gone, and it's now been given. Oh. to the regulars right. on the show. Right. That has never happened on our show. Amy wants everybody to be funny. Mm -hmm. If we're all funny, 
Every, you know what I mean? There's, do you think, I don't see the ego. I just do don't you think it. that that's a Chicago thing? Uh, I always try to blame Chicago thing. I love that too. No, right. I, I, uh, everything good is Chicago. Right, uh, right. And Amy also is, um, I also think it's her improv background. That's what I mean. She has struggled. Amy did not, please, overnight success? No, no, no. no. She was in Chicago with Matt, you know, uh, Besser and Walsh and that right. whole crowd scraping. And Ian and, and, right. and, uh, right. and most of them have guessed it on the, actually Matt Walsh just did the show. Oh, I like him so uh, much. Two, Maybe right before the holidays. He's such a good man. Just good people. Right. That, that's, yeah, and I did shows with uh, Matt in Chicago. Right. And, what and I where, where about, did you do, where did you, what shows in Chicago? I did uh, The Gathering. Did you ever hear The Gathering? Gathering? It Joe, really sounds really... Uh, Joe... Uh, Bill? No. Uh, no, no, no. Joe, um, her. Joe Fors, Forsberg. Josephine Forsberg. Josephine uh-huh. Forsberg. Uh-huh. I don't know who wrote it. I'm mm-hmm. thinking it wasn't her, but it was one of her sisters. And every year at the Players Workshop, they did this show called The Gathering. And it was basically a retelling of The Last Supper. And Matt Walsh, I forget what, which disciple he played, but he was <laughs> out of his fucking mind. And he would riff sometimes, and I, totally inappropriately. I mean, we're, <laughs> but yet, you know, and Pat Cannon, who was in White Noise, also played, uh, he played um, Judas. What did you play? Uh, I was Thomas one year, and I think I was James another. Was it just yeah. one Thomas, or there was more than one Thomas? There was one, I think. There was one Thomas. Yeah, uh-huh. basically doubting Thomas. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so they did that every year, and so and then Matt and I, and then he would jump in and do some stuff with us in White Noise, and then they, he had a, a group called Par- Works, Department of Works. In Chicago. In Chicago, right. before he did the UCB stuff. Right. And, I mean, those guys... Well, but the annoyance, he was, he was a major was a part big, of the annoyance. That's why this whole UCB thing is really, in my mind, out of nowhere. I don't even know how the whole thing started, but all of a sudden it has now become certainly second to Second City. Uh, oh yeah, than the Groundlings. Right, we were just talking about that. It's, we were just talking about how much bigger it is than the Groundlings. But the, yeah, but, and and I think that what we were talking, the conversation that we were having was the thing that the that UCB teaches you is get to the joke. Get to the joke right away. Yeah. That's what they're teaching. And I think a lot of comics are going to that, thinking, okay, the game of the scene and all that. You a key to the what? The car, my car. Would you take my? Would you move my car? Uh, thank you so much, you. Um, that was a guest. That was a guest. Stop uh, by, I like but it. But usually, <laughs> uh, Bennett has a little dog named Chips, and Chips stops by too. Oh, so really which, kind by of the way, so sorry about your dog. Oh my I mean, God. Because I'm that person. Yeah. So yeah. Like, no, the dog thing was. I'll tell you, Jim. The dog thing was such a blessing. Such a blessing that that and you are you a dog person or cat person? Oh, I am dog. Dog. Well, I love cats too, but right. obsessed with dogs. So you know what it's like, and I've talked about it a lot on the on the podcast. You know what it's like when you put a dog down, oh. and the heartbreak is that the dog is gone. The joy is the dog's not gone. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. The I had a dream the other night, and I get all choked up about it. I had a dream the other night where uh, this is my dream that my that Boyd came by. He stood in front of me, right up, right on the, on the, on right there. Stood in front of me, uh, laid down so I can smell his fur. Oh! But you look at that, and you go, "That's a great thing, right?" Because he's not here. I know. And the connection doesn't mean I wouldn't wake up sobbing, but it is right. a great thing. Oh, absolutely! Yes. And I miss that guy, but at, but also at the same time, he is his that that structure that he lived in that was causing him pain. He's no longer in that structure. Yeah, no. And I think course, it's really interesting that we're just talking about 
the spiritual, and we weren't talking about the spiritualism, but we're talking about uh, uh, the gathering and all yeah. that, you know, yeah, the yeah, religiousness yeah. of that and what comes with religion is supposed to be that sense of oneness, that sense of unity, that sense of we're all here and that we're just spirits. Well, I, I'm a raised Catholic and still... Would you tell us the name of the high school that you went to? Because it's the funniest name of a high school. Thornton Fractional South. Thornton Fractional South. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. TF thing. South. That's yeah. what everybody went but, by. But the and then there was Thornton Fractional North. Right, and but it's it, fractional. Don't have no idea what that is. Right. None. So you grew None. up. Uh, you grew up uh, in Southside. Lansing, Illinois. Lansing. It's, it's a south suburb. Right. Next to Cal City, and uh, actually right on the Indiana Illinois border. Got it. Thirty-five minutes from Chicago. Uh huh. You know, you could be there in a heartbeat. Right. Uh, yeah, it was great. And raised, you know, what I'm saying about. Spirituals. I've raised Catholic mm -hmm. to this day. I'm a practicing Catholic. You are. I'm very cafeteria. Uh huh. You know, pick uh -huh. and choose. Right. Of I mean, course, but well, you have to be, don't you? I think I can't imagine it any other way. Uh, I just can't um, because <laughs> no birth control. Right. I mean, what, what world is that? Right. Gay people not being allowed to marry. Especially, none right. of it makes any sense. But I like the. Um, I guess the traditions of it. I guess I like. I like mass. Right. I like. Um, I don't know. I'm used. It's a comforting thing for me. I understand. It's comforting. And what, I totally understand. I always, my, one of my good friends is named Jim Underdown, mm -hmm. and he runs the Center for Inquiry in Hollywood, uh -huh, which right, is an right. atheist Unholy organization on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. He's one of my dear friends. Atheist organization. So mm -hmm. we have worlds apart views on that. And I always say to him, "But you both, I win ultimately <laughs> because I get peace. I get." Happiness, I get joy. I have in my mind, whether I'm right or wrong, uh -huh. from believing there is a God and that I can pray and I can be heard. Right. And blah, blah, blah. I will never know if I'm wrong. Right. You get that now. I get it now. Right. Exactly. That feeling I get that you it get. Now. You get the joy of it now, which is right. just so important. And if you stab me right now and I'm dead, right, and there's nothing. Well, then I was wrong. Right, exactly. But I'll never know I was wrong. But it wrong. doesn't matter. I think <laughs> exactly. that that's a huge thing right there. I, I love what you huge. just said. I love what you just said. As long as you live in the nowness of it all. Absolutely. And that's what improv is about. That's what comedy is about. That's what being present is about. That's what being yeah. alive is about. That's what, like, you to, for you to say, okay, the thing about birth control, okay, that's not living in the now. No. The thing ridiculous. about uh, a gay marriage, that's not living in the now. Exactly. That's and, prehistoric. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. for you to also say, because for me, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Yeah. And I was raised but Jewish. But would you say there's a God? Do you believe in a God? Do you believe in a being or a No, I don't. I don't believe anything? in that. I don't believe in that. And here's spiritual a, in what way? Spiritual in the way that you and I are here right now. We're present to the joy yeah. that we have at this moment. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. my feeling. Yeah, yeah, and, do, yeah. and I do not. And also the idea of whatever it is that I want to do or is that is coming to me is coming to me because I'm feeling in this moment. There's not an external force that is driving me in one to direction do. or another. Well, I don't know that I feel that either. Uh -huh. uh, I'm not saying that you do. No, I'm just no, no, saying no, that for what me. I'm saying is for religion, I think, you know, people are like, how could God allow blah, blah, blah. Well, right. I think we're given free, you know, free will. We are. And so a crazy man shoots a bunch of people. He's right. a fucking crazy man. Right. And that's, maybe people should have been helping him along the way. I don't, you know, whatever about right. that. But I don't think it's like God going... Hmm, let's have Mark kill 20 kids today. Or oh. I want to have little Joey at my right hand. Exactly. And so Jesus I, is going, that? Uh, Jesus is asking for that yes, child? I, do I don't not, think I, so. I do not think so. And I also believe no. that what, what I would love to do is, I would love to take the teachings of Jesus and somehow in my mind be able to remove them from Catholicism, only just to look just at them. Just as teachings. Just as teachings. Yeah. And I, I, that, that's got to be a very simple thing to do. But in the meantime, I need to go online and look at the New York Times. <laughs> 
Facebook <laughs> and Twitter now. Exactly. Very busy. Exactly. Very, very but busy. But everything, thank you, uh, thank you. Everything that you were saying in regards to those being, that being in the moment and the, and, and the, and, and the traditions of Catholicism that's there. Uh, yeah. My ex-mother-in-law was a wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and go to church every single wow, day. that's hardcore. Really hardcore here yeah. in LA, yeah. here in LA. And she would do that, uh, my, my ex-mother-in-law, and she would do that every morning and then she would come home and have some judgment about me. And I was thinking, you know, a judgment, and I'm going, how does that work out? Right. And she would have, like, she would go, I don't agree with your gay friends. I mean, I love them, but I don't right. agree no, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I really wish that we could do something about them. And I'm thinking, wow. you can't have it that way. Wow. Or you know what? If you want to think that you can have it that way, you think that you can have it that way. Right. It doesn't mean that I've got to change you in any way or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, this is the same place that won't allow women to be priests. Right. And in the meantime now, we're having every closeted gay guy become a priest because he's been so terrified that if he follows that path, so we'll all go into religion, then that will suffice and I won't do these things. Well, no. You're, whatever you're born, whatever your orientation is, that is what you have. Exactly. And there's no hiding. And uh, yeah, yeah. There's no Craziness. hiding because we've got we've got to unfold and furl and evolve. You cannot be anything. Well, presently, right now, you cannot be anything other than. You cannot be doing anything other than what you're doing right now because this is what you're supposed to be doing right now. Exactly. And if you look at someone and that is what is attractive to you, that means that is your makeup. That is who you are. Right. Now. Uh, granted, God forbid, with little kids and stuff, that's a whole separate, that's, yes. whole separate world. And but there's also a sickness that goes on there that those people don't want to do that, I don't think. I can't imagine they do. No. My God, no. I can't imagine. No. no. No, but it is, you're right, it's a sickness. And there's nothing yeah. having to do with somebody who was raised that way, because I know I know people that were sexually abused, yeah. and I'm looking at those, and, and those people don't do that. Right. They right, are right, damaged, right. Yeah. but they aren't damaged in a way that they are damaging. And it's like when you hear people say, well, all gay people were, they were probably molested by, you know. Like, oh, my God, no. That's what, well, that, I'm sure some, of course. That's, because of what some straight people were as well. <laughs> Mostly, I believe. Right. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but then a church doesn't allow. So, uh, so they have all these men as priests, and sadly, a lot of them troublesome. But they won't allow women. Right. If I were a woman, it would be tough for me to go to church. It really would be. Because you're basically saying, you're just not worthy. You are just not worthy. And that's tough. That's tough. Like, I had an aunt who was so devout, and she got divorced because he was nuts and physical and blah, blah, blah. Never took communion again. You she decided or she couldn't. You, according to the church, right. there is no more communion for you. Wow, you wow, wow, wow. That one I mean, thing. That's, and, this, and still went to church every week. That's what I'm still saying. Still went. Right. Still, still went, went, but sta sat back that. and went... And now, did, was she bitter, or was she just like, this is the way that the church goes? This is the way the gonna... church goes. Right, right. Yeah. And God bless her, because she became at peace with that. She accepted the fact that that's totally. what it was that you But don't doing. think it didn't break her heart. I can't Clearly. imagine when, you know, it's time and everyone's part of the Mass. And that, some would say the most important part of the Mass. Right. So people are getting up. Uh, what was her name? What was her name? Her name yeah. was Mary Lou. I knew it was Mary. So it was Mary Lou. So it was like, and, and, someone, and someone who didn't know her would probably say, Mary Lou, aren't you going to go up? Yeah, and then right, she's got, right, right. It's awful. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing in a way, and I'm going to compare this, where somebody can't have a baby, a woman can't have a baby, and someone coming up to them and saying, so, Diane, when are you going to have kids? Right. And they go, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that's. Or be me and say, what do you do? And they're not pregnant. But that's all <laughs> right. I did that to Maya Rudolph. I wanted to, I, I told Amy, as I was leaving, I was. Do, I kept 
as if a miracle was going to happen and time was going to go backward. No. And I was going to somehow be able to take that back. No. I was driving going, well, what if, what if I, what if I and then I didn't say that. What if I didn't say that? Then, right. Then that, she wouldn't think I'm a big asshole right now. Right. I mean, what she, but she, she doesn't, awesome. obviously. She doesn't, right. beyond amazing. Right. But, you know, but what else I was going to say about the religion thing is about, because, and I know, and I would agree with people who would say this. How can you support the church? Uh, and this is terrible to say, and the church wouldn't want me to say this, but I don't. I don't give them a dime. Mm-hmm. I stopped. Right. The minute I realized the money was being funneled from the individual churches to pay for the cover-ups, right. couldn't do it. No. I do my fair share, I think, of other things. Oh, and, being in service. You know, yeah, but not, it can't be to them. Right. So, and it's weird, because since the popularity of parks, it, it's gotten weird, and people look, oh, 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 they're... And you can tell they're looking to see what he's going to give. Like, oh, what's he going to put in there? You know, you know, like money wise. Right. Oh, when you when you go to church when and, I'm in and, and it's passing week, the basket, I just pass the basket right, right by me. Right. Yeah. So but they a lot can of think a lot what of they want to think. Yeah. But uh, but there's also I mean I know you know this but there are people that are that are tithing and are able to take people, money out that you don't even see. Exactly. And so no one really knows what. But, but I would also, have no you problem have, saying to somebody, no, I don't give to the church. But you don't that 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 publicness is nobody's business. Nobody's business. Nobody's fucking business. But don't think they're not. Oh, of course. Oh, well, did you see what Betty did? You know, like you were saying about your mother-in-law. Right. Oh, blah, 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 and you know what her name was? Back. You know what her name was? Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Her name was Betty. You just mentioned Bitch. Betty. Betty. You just said Betty. Damn name. It. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But all that stuff, like, like the idea of the idea of what other people think. We would not be doing what we were doing if we were obsessed about what other people think. Yeah. Though, just to put it all out there, I have my issues with being a people pleaser. And that can sometimes affect you with how people think. Because you're like, well, I'll do that because I wouldn't want them to think I'm a right. blah, blah, blah. But aren't you, at that moment, you're a slave. You're a slave. And I've also been learning. Right. I've been learning as the years have gone on. What's been helping you with that learning? Uh, people around me. Okay. Amy is a major source of, she'll call them gym interventions. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm ridiculous about certain things, about certain things that fans want us to do, and everyone else is like, oh God, that's craziness. And I'll be online with the people, trying to figure out how to make it I'm, happen. I'm that guy too, yeah. Which is okay here and there. Right. But what the problem is, nowadays, the minute you do it once, they're on Facebook and Twitter. And, oh, right. and, oh my God, I just want Jimmy, he's gonna come over and, do, and then he's gonna have a- He's gonna come over and do my ironing. The cast is gonna come <laughs> and they're gonna pay for my wedding and everyone's gonna be happy. No, no, no. And then... (laughs) You are on a huge television show and your life is changed because of that in ways that you probably never thought about. Yeah, because I'm not the guy, never have been. And I know people that are, and that's awesome. Uh, I've never... never, which Not that I am even now, but I've never had that, oh, I want to be a star. Never had it. Never had it. Always wanted to be working, 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 working. I love it, right. and I did want to work. Right. Um, I remember Meg used to say, "I just want to be a star," and I thought, "Wow, that's a big goal." That's a, that's a really that's big goal. Awesome. Right. I mean, there are certain people out there. Um, you know, Carell's a big star. Now. He is I think a big star. He, he always, always planned he, it. He did. He did. There's certain people. Colbert planned it. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Do so, you work with Corral? Uh, here and there in Chicago, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I did uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, so we caught up on a lot of got people. It, got it, got it, got it, got it. But he and wanted plus to be a star. we're crossing because we have the same producers. Got it. Parks and office. That's right, so that's right, that's right, that's you know, right. Combined. 
But I never had that. Right. So um, when this happened... This being... This being a regular gig. Got it. Because I've been very blessed. I've been out here since 94. I think... I'm going to guess I've done 60 to 70 guest spots. Uh-huh. That's okay. You know, it's not terrible. It's paid my bills over the years, and it's... You're invested uh, in a union. You've got that oh, sort got of thing. the like, whole thing and right. the insurance. I've never, you know, thankfully lost any of that. And, right. You know, and I have... Um, and you know how it works. They Things rerun, and you get money. And right. And you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay rent this month? A residual job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so... And I've, again, I've been blessed. So right. working a lot and, um, you know, some series that would come for a brief time and then go, as most of them do. So then when this happened, I'll never forget the first day on the set, because I was not hired as a regular. Right. I was hired as, we like him, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's put him at a desk mm-hmm. and we think something will happen. Right. I originally auditioned for Nick's role of Ryan right. Swanson, as right. did most of the people in town. But I'm saying right because I read that. Oh, I'm you read that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I read that. But okay, good. The, the, the thought of Nick not playing Ron, right. I, I can't even, <laughs> no. the world would be upside down. It was just so meant to be. Really great casting. Just on great casting. Yeah. yeah. So they, they put me at a desk and then, you know, by first season we did six episodes, which because Amy was pregnant, they had us do six instead of a pilot. And mm-hmm. that's kind of been our, our little cross to bear. And the reason being, you do six episodes of a show, you're literally meeting everybody Day one. Right. Hey, nice to meet you. I mean, Amy, I met but didn't know. Right. Nick, I met, didn't know. You know, we don't know each other. And now we're supposed to be these cohesive group. And normally you do a pilot and then they spend a lot of months fixing it. Well, this didn't work. This worked. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we, Amy was pregnant. And she was getting bigger and bigger. They said, shoot six. Right. Give us six. Because they were pretty confident it was Amy Poehler and yeah. the guy from the office. So we shoot the six. And there's some great stuff in those six, but it's not the show that it is today. It's right. not even the show it was season two. Right. Episode seven was a world away from episode six. And that's when it changed. Because the first six, a lot of people had big issues with. Mm-hmm. And, they're like, eh. and that's when we lost a lot of people because people watched it. A, a lot of uh, viewers. Too much to the office. Right. Too much like the office. She's I too remember much like that. Steve Carell. She's this. She's that. Her character and, did change a lot. Totally Softened it, up, right? Which they would have figured out if we had just done a pilot. Right. It would have all been figured out. There was it's, We didn't have that opportunity. It's so interesting to think yeah. about that because I didn't think about I haven't thought about that until you just said it. Going, yeah. oh, right, that which I was, was that I saw at the beginning is not what it she is was, right now. They were having her play kind of a dumbass. Right. Couldn't, you know, everyone around her was mocking because she... No. No. Now, her character is strong. I mean... Silly, it's a sitcom. we got to be doing silly things. But there's also a softer but, side. Oh, my God. So what, the thing about Parks, I, I don't care if people hate it. You can't tell me there isn't heart and love in this show. Because they're, they're lying. Oh, my God. It's so much. So much love in but, this but show. But I, 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 I watched a few yesterday, um, and I kept thinking about everybody likes each other. Everybody. For the most part, everybody Even likes Even my character, who's totally put upon. <laughs> I, I mean, Jerry is I the punching bag. Right. But when push comes to shove. They have my back every time. Right, every absolutely. Time. They, you know, I was sick in the hospital. They show up. They give me money. Right. I mean, they ultimately everyone has each other's back. Isn't and, it so much easier to work that? It goes back to the Martin Demott thing. It's so much easier to create from that sort of standpoint as opposed to let's find out why these people don't like each other. Oh my gosh! Which is if you watch sitcoms, there's so much oh, <laughs> sniping. No, we get the occasional. We have a, we're doing a run now where we have the bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, Councilman Jam. He's one character as a guest star. Right. There is not that amongst the ten cast members. Right. 
It's I love that. Right. I love that because comedy can be so much about the fighting and the negative and the. Absolutely. And I'm not saying we're genius. First of all, I'm not writing it, so I'm not. I have to. I give all the credit in the world to these geniuses who are creating this show. Right. You know. Um, but if you look at the arc of certain things, if you look threads going through that, there's no roadblocks of somebody having to jump over because they're angry or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Exactly. Oh no no no. I mean, it, if you think about it, it it's improvish, improv esque. There is a lot of yes and in our show. Yes. It's very much, oh, okay, well then. And the, you know what I mean? There's very little negativity. I, but also yes and just as, as a comedy writer or as somebody like a comedy geek, you uh, watched the one with the soda tax yeah, yesterday. The big, the big, and it started with the a small one, the, the tiny the, one, the yeah. bigger cups, and the big cups. Huge. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to look at that and go, okay, that's somebody saying yes to somebody saying yes to somebody saying yes to somebody saying yes. Yeah. And granted, that was a couple of seasons ago. No, that was uh, uh, that was this season. That was this season? I think soda tax okay. was this season. I don't yeah. remember. Though, to be honest, and I love that I can say this, I get confused. Yeah. And I love it because it means we've done a lot of them. Right. <laughs> so right. people go, what was that one episode? I go, oh, yeah, but I don't know when the hell it aired. <laughs> which I, you know, please. Because I was, I was also one of these kids growing up, obsessed with television. You were. Ob- did that help and you? And still are. But did that help you right now where you are? Do you know what I mean? Um... I don't know if it helped performance-wise or anything. I just know that just it, an understanding a way to sit coming. Just an understanding, I mean that my fantasy wasn't to be a star. It was just to be on a like wow, those people are on that show every week. Right. I used to even think the perfect job. Again, this is hundred years ago, Mr. Belvedere. No one's watching that damn thing, but it was on every Friday night at eight o'clock or whatever it was, and those damn people went to work every day, right. and they made a good living, and everybody was happy, and they had TV shows. Right, you know, I used right. To, it wasn't right. about like, oh, I want to be on Friends, and then uh, I get a million an episode, and, and all that shit, which who wouldn't love? I'm right. an idiot, but that was never it. The thing that you just talked about, because the million, the million an episode is more of a, of an ego boost than it is about being on the journey. Absolutely, it's it has nothing to do with yeah. Unless I, though, I mean, some people are driven by their egos. Um, I, you know what I mean? And I thankfully I, I don't feel I am. And I, when you are, you're. I think that there's a disappointment that, oof, that's engaged with that because it never goes away. Eventually, things will. Settle down. Right. And if you have an ego issue, you can't let that happen. Like, even with our show, there are things that happen, things you're invited to. Some of the cast will be invited, some won't be. Uh Uh-huh. That's just the game. Yep. I couldn't be more okay with that. Yep. And I get it. Yep. You know what I mean? I know some people who would be crazed. They'd be on the phone with their publicist and their manager. Oh, my God. I just heard that so-and-so was presenting at the so-and-so awards, and I haven't heard of that. No. The no, fragileness no. of that. The oh. fragileness of that. Who wants to be around that? But it's all over. It's out there. Oh, I, I know. And it's out, out there, there everywhere. It's not just, it's not just it's in television. To, yeah, I, it's I, not I, just in television. Yeah, I totally agree. But I also, yeah, so for me, one of the things I also would, you know, you know you're going through magazines over the years and you see, oh, wow, a picture of their 100th episode. That's unbelievable. Wow, to be on a show 100 episodes. And we'll be at 90 at the end of this year, and if we come back, we'll hit 100. And I'll be in a picture with a, I mean, like, that's like, a, that's like surreal, and it's silly, it's a fucking picture. I know. But it's like, I've always, wow, to be in 100, you know. And there's been some huge benefits. I, I, like, years ago, a friend of mine got nominated for an Emmy for a technical award, editing award. Mm-hmm. So those are different than the uh, creative award. Right. And uh, he and his wife are going. He goes, they gave me four tickets. Do you want to go? And to was, the Emmys. To the Emmys. And it was pathetic because I said, I'm going to say something that is ridiculous, but I can't go. I said, I 
have always thought if I'm ever at the Emmys, it has to be because I was invited. Now, I know that will mean I'm never going to be at the Emmys. Right. And then life goes on. And I've been at the Emmys the last two years. Have you guys won an, no, an Emmy? No, never won. Uh -huh. No, we have not won. But the fact that, because when you're up for best show, you get the whole cast goes. Right, of course. And so when those were delivered to my door, because they literally do a fancy delivery thing nice. and a big thing, and you're like, my name is on that fucking ticket. And I was so like, I'm so glad I didn't go a couple of years ago because now I get to go because they asked me to be there. And, right. And right. Believe me, when I gave that up years ago, I wasn't like, oh, because well, don't worry, I'll be at the Emmys every year. Mm -hmm. No. My right. mind was, oh, I'll probably never be right. at the Emmys. Here's my chance. I'm well, not can you go. imagine going, well, I can imagine this if this is what you want to do, being the guy at the, guy at, the uh, at the Oscars who's a seat filler? Oh, uh, I can't. I can't. No. And I also... I couldn't be, this all sounds terrible, I think, when I say it out loud. I've gone, I've brought family to tapings of other shows, you know, for people in town, oh, we love. Right, the, I whatever. Know, whatever shows, are, uh -huh. you know, uh, multi-camera shows. I have trouble going to those. I know. I want to be down there. I don't want to be watching this process. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the process. Yes. Um, I just want to be in the process. Right. Like, I, like I'll never forget the first time, I, when I moved here in 94 with a play called Stumpy's Gang. I remember that. Crazy, crazy, crazy blood and puppets and vaginas killing everybody, as they do. <laughs> and uh, That's a very it, Chicago play. Very, oh my God. Right. I will never forget one night, I, I was doing, at one point I was doing three shows a night of three different shows for a brief period of time. I was doing Lysistrata up at Center Theater, uh, the oh, Vampire Lesbians of Sodom. Yes. I believe upstairs at the Royal George, and then... Stumpy's Gang at Midnight. I was doing... These were all in Chicago. It, all in Chicago. In Chicago. Not here. Uh, yeah. Santa, yes, okay, great. So good, good, good. many, many years ago. Was that was Alex in the, in the Vampire Lesbians? Yes, she was. Yeah. yeah, yes. Fuck, I love her so oh. much. God damn what it. What a talent. I mean, Not just, just a talent, but one of the most unbelievable... Alexandra oh. Billings, one of the most unbelievable spirits on the... Another yeah. one that goes in the echelon of Martin DeMont, where you look yes. and you go, you are so inspiring. Jeez... How do you even describe her? She's overcome. She's I, I living with she's living with HIV. HIV. She's a trans she's transgender woman. How do you? Do, I don't she, know. But I, she's I, also but she's also a brilliant actor, and an unbelievable spirit, and artist, and one of the most inspiring people I've ever known. And I get to work with her when I work with Steppenwolf. Oh, that's And awesome. she's great. Well, but what I think about her is, and this is such a, a, a failing of mine. I don't think I could have done it. I don't think I could be an Alex. I don't think I could have those challenges. I don't think I could. Now, who knows? But you live with you it. You deal with what you right. do, and you deal with what you get, and I've certainly right. had my challenges. But what you just listed. Right. And now she's HIV. Right. Transgender. Right. I mean, she said the sex, the, I mean, that she's is happy. so much. And people judging. And even though you can say, fuck you, shit hurts. And especially years ago. It's much better now. Yep. But I read articles. I, I've heard what people over the years she's had to endure. So many bullshit. things. So many things. So much. And I cannot I, wait to have her on the show. I mean, she's and she's one of also, those people you just bow to. Right. And she you really look is. at her and, and you, you, she fucking walks in a room and you go, her, what's up with her? What's going on with her? Yeah. And, she's, and you talk to her and she sits down and she looks at you and you go, oh my God, you know who I am. You know what I'm doing. You know that this life is not about here that we've met a million times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's that person. Yeah. I, oh, I haven't seen her in years. And I you know that her. she's getting a master's degree, right? I think I did. Know. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, she, an inspiration. 
Again, I, I don't think I could have. I don't know. Maybe I know that we're talking about the three shows that you're doing at show, but I also want to talk about those people that are in, that are inspiring to you. Yeah. And you look at Amy. Uh, Amy oh, yeah. Poehler and look at that and say, okay, these people are leading not because they want to be leaders, they're leading because they are. They love life and we're drawn to them. You are so drawn to Amy and she also inherently has a very motherly, um, there's something about hanging with her. Right. Is everything okay? You know, if there's something in the script, there was an episode where Jerry, um, and th this was when I knew, I think they're going to keep me around. It was the, I don't know what episode, but season two. And I was not even a regular yet. I had been gone from that six episode, no one knowing what's happening, to being guest star in every episode for season two, mm -hmm. but not knowing. But then by the holidays of season two, I get that phone call. They're renegotiating for, I was like, ah! But before that, I had heard that I was getting an episode right, mm -hmm. based around Jerry. I thought, well, that's a good sign. that You know, they're already, because the people in the office give me shit all the time. I didn't get an episode till the fourth season, or I didn't, you weren't even a regular, you know, blah, 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 which I get. I totally understand. Right, it. right, right. Um, so, but anyway, in the episode, I pretend that I'm um, mugged because I actually fell into a creek trying to get a burrito because I was filling these things for the party. Was it a creek or a river? It was a creek. A creek. Take a dump in the creek and then I eat the burrito. Anyway, it's crazy. Right, right. But I hurt my shoulder. So now I'm in the hospital. Now I come back to work and I'm lying because I know the ridicule I'm about to take. Well, then I have to give this big presentation. And as I'm giving the presentation, I'm all flustered and I'm so, so sweating. Oh, and then where's my bag? And I bend over, my pants split. <laughs> big fart. <sighs> and then the camera just shoots to the individuals because the bit is they can. Amy right. has said to them, there is no mocking Jerry today. He has had a terrible thing happen to him, blah, blah, blah. And so, and that was the thing. So we're, you know, we That's do the so table crazy. reading, it's a big laugh. And uh -huh. Amy afterward, are you okay with that? I go, with what part? She goes, any of it. Because the farty, I go, Amy, I'm a guy who does funny. I get to rip my pants and fart. Right. I am on board. You were in Stumpy's. You were in the Stumpy play, too. <laughs> exactly. I, but I mean, that's her. Right. She would never, I'll never forget um, Retta, who plays Donna on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, she, we're reading the script, and it says her, she's at the pool in her bathing suit or whatever. Right. And I could, I know Retta, and I was like, mm. right. She's kind of a hard time with it. Yeah, and I heard Amy say to her, you'll be in what you're comfortable in, whatever the hell. I mean, that's just Amy. She knows us. She, she's empathetic. She's, she's an empath. She really is so empathetic. empathetic and right. so kind, just right. kind. Our, our, again, our show, and also Mike Schur, who, who runs our show, mm -hmm. uh, co-created it. He, I've never heard yelling. 80-something, I've guessed it on shows where there's nothing but screaming. I know, me too. Yeah, That's I have too. Terrifying. Nobody wants to do anything. No. When, you, oh. when the person who is the costume person like sneaks you aside and says, I'm, I'm going to just, just retie your bow tie. I'm like, why can't we do this in front? It's like, it's, it's, oh, no. just, just. everyone is on edge. It's Absolutely. Shaky. No, no, no. That is so not Parks. Right. <laughs> Parks right. is just, Parks would be like, hey, fix your fucking tie. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, dumbass. Fix it, yeah. And right. how I haven't been arrested for sexual harassment with most of the crew, <laughs> that will never be explained. Um, it's just we have this wonderful thing. But as, as far as inspiration, Amy is, you know, to work with her is to see how it's done correctly. Right. And how it can be done. And it's also, so you your takeaway from that is to go, that's that's the um, that's the default. Oh, the default isn't to to get to 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 try to get power. The default isn't to try to usurp someone. The default isn't to get your idea out. The default is to go, "How you doing? Wow, 
how you do. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to Because the answer. rest will happen. Your ideas will come out. Right. You don't need to have the power. You don't, right, right, right. you don't need to. It can all be done pleasantly. And on top of everything else, Amy's dealing with two kids at home, and now, you know, it's going through a divorce. Right. She has the most dialogue, of course. It's her show. Right. I guarantee she'd walk in now laughing. This is just who this person is. Right. And that... You know, there's so many shows, not naming names, that are on the air right now okay. that that is yeah. not what's going on on their sets. And and you can tell. Oh, and they'll yet yeah, I see when I see them on the shows. Oh, we're so mad. Oh, and we, I know what's going on. <laughs> it's a lie. People are lying. <laughs> uh, but my, it's, my but everybody's is, scared though, right? I, oh, Everybody's scared. No one's rocking that boat. Right. You know, no, I get it. But I, th- we don't have to be scared of parks. There's nothing to be scared of. There's right. literally, like you know, the big joke. I don't know if you've ever heard this over the years. Kevin Crowley told okay. me this. Don't ever, it's for those who don't know, Kevin Crowley used to be, well, first of all, brilliant improviser and funny. Great playwright, too. Funny, funny man. Right. And the last show I did in Chicago, a white noise show he did with us called Ugh. Ad Nauseam. And uh, just love Kevin. And he was out here and was very welcoming. With Lucianne and the family, here. right. Exactly. Very welcoming. That's another oh, Chicago thing. Very welcome. I'm of sorry, course. I don't want to get this. It's a given. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. You, I've had so many phone calls. You know, listen, my son's is coming out. Yeah, we'll grab coffee, grab yeah. lunch. Yeah. Just, I don't know what I can do, but I can right. welcome you. Yeah, so, so Crowley. So, um, uh, wait, why did I bring up Kevin? You're talking about Crowley. Kevin Crowley. You're talking oh. about uh, uh, part. Uh, oh, uh, oh, guesting. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so right, you know, the line, you, the they story. write the scripts, mm-hmm. and you know, most shows have guest stars every week because mm-hmm. the nature of it. And he said to me once, "Don't ever go to the table read. If you are invited, do not go." Why? He goes, that's where people get fired. Like, what are you talking? Well, then, as the years go on, I am watching this happen. Like, holy shit, that person lost their job. Because the problem at the table read, like when I get there this afternoon, we're doing a parks table read. There will be, we'll be all at a big square table, the actors, and then there'll be thirty people surrounding us. NBC, uh, producers, uh, writers, um, uh, agency. Uh, I don't know who the hell all these people are, but mm-hmm. standards and practices, right. everybody's there. Well, you know, everyone wants to put their two cents in. So if a guest star shows up at the table read and they aren't exactly what they might have done at the audition, or someone is like, mm, that person loses the job. So it is best to say you are not available for that table read. Wow. Because you don't get paid for it. It's not They always invite you right. to the table read. There's Very no, interesting. So, oh, I would love to. I'm actually working. That's the trick. Right. So Kevin Crowley taught me that. Because he said, you've been fired, right? I go, no. He goes, oh, if you go to an you'll be fired. I go, oh, I don't want to be fired. He goes, you will be fired. <laughs> I go, no, oh, I don't Crowley. Go. So that became my thing. No table reads. Now, though, when you're on a show, they're right. not going to fire you. No, Even no, if no, no, no. it up totally, you're going to be on next week. Exactly. You know? And exactly. I've had table reads where I've just been like, that didn't work. Oh. <laughs> and and it's not, it has nothing to do with you. No. So, well, sometimes it does. Well, sometimes it does, sometimes but for I the don't. most part, it's also like there's something with and the script. There's absolutely. something. Absolutely. And they yeah. realize that, too. Right. Absolutely. Right. But yeah, Kevin Crowley, and I'll, I one love of the Crowley. worst instances ever. I love that. I did an episode of Norm MacDonald's show. He had a show for a while with, uh, actually, Ian Gomez was on it. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Ian and uh, Artie Lang and wow, uh, Artie Lang was on. Artie that? Lang was on it. Fuck, Artie Lang yes. was on that. He was super, super nice. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he I seems mean, like he's, he's damaged, but he's but really yeah, yeah. yeah, so many demons. He was but he's super seen... nice to me. 
Uh, and also uh, from Roseanne, the sister uh, uh, from Chicago. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all yeah, know who I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. We always need somebody who's going to be, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we just found out yes, the producer yes, told us. Oh, it's yeah. coming in now. Yes. yes. Um, so we do the, you know, everyone's there. You had a guest on the on the on I was the guesting. Norm, just yeah, one episode. Norm guesting. Yeah. Come back the next day. We do a table read at the on the set. They didn't do it. Prior, they, so now you have to be at it because it's on the set. Right. So then we rehearsed that day. So the next morning, we're at the table and everyone's gotten their little bagel or whatever the hell they're going to do. We're sitting there before it all starts, and we're all laughing and joking. But there's a new guy at the table. We're like, "Hey, how are you?" He goes, "Whatever." And he says, "Yeah, I'm playing this other role." We said, "Oh, wow, that dude must have been let go because he's the guy who was here yesterday isn't here." Two minutes later, he comes walking in. Oh, this is gonna suck. He sits down. These guys, hey guys, blah 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 blah. Oh, shit. No. Now no one knows whether they shit or wind their watch. It's just like <laughs> no one knows what to do. A PA comes over, whispers in his ear, and she said, "Take your stuff." And he walked out. Well, it turns out his agent never got a hold of him, and the casting director never got a hold of. Him. However, the dude showed up to work. And there is his, and he had, oh, it was, that I'm guy, mortified George even, Clooney. I'm even feeling it, the mortification. I know, now. right, 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 right. Horrendous. Right. To watch horrendous. that, to watch that moment, that oh. human moment, oh. and to be witness knowing, to that. It could be you in a heartbeat. Absolutely. That, but yet he's the one feeling the, you know, the embarrassment and the, you know, which is all silly. But everybody's, everybody gets that embarrassment on ev- them. Everybody. Every, I, I did a, 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 Alfred Molina had a show with, Betty White and uh, Dixie Carl. I've done every fucking th- Believe me. You, any ridiculous show I have guessed it on. That is a guarantee. Which, again, is awesome. But I know, it's believe me, these shows right. come and go. Right, uh, right. I could never tell the name of it. But I was going to be the mailman for mm-hmm. just one episode. I get a call that night from the casting director. Yeah, they wrote the part out. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. I was so like, oh, that sucks. I watched the episode. There was a mailman. It just wasn't me. It's like, oh, damn. Have you heard the story about Beltsman? You know Mark Beltsman, yes. right? Yes. So Mark Beltsman's in a movie like Red Heat or something that was filmed in Chicago. Yeah. And he is in the movie. He's doing the movie. And they all, they invite him to the premiere. Ooh. And he sits down and he is not only not in the movie, somebody else is doing all of his parts and he wasn't told that and he's watching like, here's my part, here's my part. Can you imagine what that is? That's sort of like, like, do I exist? It's one thing if you get caught. It's one thing you get caught because that shit happens every day. All the time. But to then see it being done again. But without you being told (laughs) where you're going, come on everybody, we're going to go. Here's what happened. Someone had a list of everyone who worked on the movie. Okay, invite this person, this person, type it up, type it, email Okay, send it out. No one thinking. No. No one thinking. No. No. Oh, and of course, no. you told everybody. I learned that lesson right. years ago. People say, oh, I heard you did a guest on whatever. I said, I did. What will be in it? Right. Time but you tell. learned that. I you learned, learned it that. the hard way. I invited, I was on a Roseanne, and it was, by the way, one of the worst fucking experiences I've ever had. There's really? like every, like, like every, there was a story, and I think I told this before. There was a story about a guy who went to, he, he lived in Japan, and he went to, to, um, he went to, uh, he was in Hiroshima and the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. And then it was like, Jesus, and he survived. And then he went back home to his home, Nagasaki, and he survived that bombing as well. And I saw someone who worked on 
Roseanne's show and then work on Brett Butler's show. <laughs> and then say, <laughs> we're going, oh my God, thank God I'm done. Oh, I got this. Answer. But anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. So I'm on that. What episode did you do? Uh, it was a Halloween episode that, that Roseanne, it was a, there was a Grateful Dead theme to it. And there was a guy there who was job it was. He, like Roseanne was also pregnant at the time and it was like, she had this dream about her giving, having babies yeah. and having babies. And it had this whole rig set up where they were passing actual babies through you know her crotch. And there was a doctor real that babies. was holding on, like real babies. And they had a bunch of moms and dads who were watching their kids. And Roseanne was screaming, be careful with that. You're gonna drop the baby on its head. You're gonna kill the baby <laughs> during rehearsal. And the guy, the poor guy's going, I don't know oh. what to do. He wasn't there the next day. Oh. Needless to say, he was not there the next day. I was was Treva Tegmeyer in that episode? Yes, she was. Yes, I know the episode. <laughs> I know the yeah, episode. Yeah, and Treva was in that. Treva was in that episode. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. I love it. So, um, so, so, so he, that guy wasn't there the next day. But I invite 30 people over to my one-bedroom apartment in Glendale. I cook dinner. We ran out. Remember, we ran out of candy, Halloween candy. It was on Halloween that the episode was doing. And so I was giving away uh, cough drops <laughs> instead of candy. It's like, who wants cough drops? You know, nothing. <laughs> I was like, ah, trick or trick or trick. Uh, <laughs> My episode did not show. It was not, and I had 30 people sitting around, and the episode ended. I remember, I think Joe Liz saying, Guess you weren't in that one. It's like, <laughs> no, I wasn't in that one. And you learn that, and you uh, also learn that there cannot be a disappointment in that. And I think what you also learn is it's a job. It's a job. It's a job. The problem is, especially with someone like me who, who did grow up on television and who loved it. The thought of being on television was so awesome to me. Like, wow, that, that's amazing. Right. Um, the excitement of telling everybody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it hurt. Right. It hurt. Because believe me, I've had, now, you know, if I, I did a, when I do this, uh, Mentalist, I think. So mm -hmm. I said, oh, I saw you, they promoted, you're gonna be guesting. I go, yeah, I did. Shot it. Um, hopefully I'm in it. Right. At the end, watch it. If you see me, great. If not, well, and then some people, oh, I thought you were going to be in it more. So did I. Right. But you know what That's... happened right there? You, as time went on, you let go of your ego's need to be gratified in that moment. Oh, you have to. You have to. Because otherwise you'll be crazy. It's like an actor leaving an audition. We've all done it. You are just, oh, what if I'm going to do I remember doing it in my head. I'm in the car. I'm redoing right. the audition right. in the car. What if I, no, if I had just, you can't. Do that. Right. It will take over your life, and you right. literally have to let that shit go. Right. Especially auditions, because we are have so little control over what. Even if you do the most amazing audition, and it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with you. It could get you the job, but it could also be that no, well, you're ten pounds too heavy. You're ten pounds too light. Right. You, you know what? The lead is only five eleven. He's six one. Right. That can't. You work. remind me There's, of my ex brother in law, who I fucking hate. Hate him. Right. He's gone. Right. There's so little control. And and yet, I think that, that there's so little control in life that we, we do believe that there's control in life. Your story about Maya, Maya Rudolph, Maya Rudolph, yeah, right? Oh. All right, all right, okay, now look, <laughs> now look, but here's the thing about that is, you let go of that, you I surrender that, that happened. And I've seen her since. Right, right, and I'm not, I don't mean to keep going back to that, but yeah, you- Thanks for bringing that up. But, but you're, you brought up the initiative, and I'm just using it as an inventory. But the thing is like don't you- Don't listen to me. <laughs> that's my problem. What are you doing? So, but the, but the reason I go back to that is, is there's that idea of you let that go. You don't keep repeating that over and over and over again no. in your, you know, you Unless look back I and go. Unless I see a woman crowning, there right. will no, be no talk of pregnancy. No. Unless I see no. her screaming right. and that gook shooting all over, I, I will never 
Say, she could be out to here. No. Oh, you look great. And move on. There will be no talk of babies. I remember somebody coming up to Ruthie Rudnick and saying, so when are you due? Uh, you know, and Ruthie going, I'm, I'm not due. Mm, I'm not due. Mm, I'm not due. Mm, 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 I'm not. And, and Ruthie wasn't, you know, a, a woman that you'd look at and go, when are you pregnant? You know, when are well, you going to have know, a baby? Also, women can wear certain clothes sometimes. Right. Which I don't know names of anything, but the kind where it sort of comes out. and Blousey. Blousey. And you, yeah. and you go, oh, I wonder if. No, shut up. Is that a maternity? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. No, I totally agree. So, but then, I'm sorry, to get back to, because I would, I hate to have you guys miss out on this little bit in my head. When it comes to inspirations, I'm actually an old, old soul. I want your Dick Van Dykes. Right. I want your Mary Tyler Moore's. Right. If someone said you have an hour with Dick Van Dyke or Brad Pitt, it's a no-brainer. Right. Good luck, Brad. Right. Dick, let's talk. And I've worked with him, which was just... Amazing. Every time I've seen him on television, he's just been such a gracious human being. He, I cannot believe it. He, I, I did a diagnosis murder, and I was a really, really bad guy, which was awesome because I don't right. do drama. That's a long a time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of drama, um, and he was, he was bad. Like it was a mass murder, and I would cut out women's tongues and put a just mm-hmm. nasty. Right. And uh, and it's Dick Van Dyke, and I have multiple scenes with him, and so I was so in my head that. He's over there. Oh my God, Dave Van Dyke, Dave Van Dyke. I just had to go up to him. I said, listen, I just have to get this out now because I don't want it to. Right. <laughs> you know. And he listened to me as I spouse my craziness. And then he said, you don't get it. You're the real deal. You're the actor. He goes, I just perform. I'm like a, I'm a performer. He goes, what you're doing, I'm impressed by. Hey. I mean, Dick Van Dyke. Saying that, that's how gracious Dick Van Dyke is. Right. Now look at that. You know? you, what, so so much with that, Jim. You get you get to have that experience. You get to take away that experience, and then you get to realize that that's the gracious way of living your life. Oh my God, and Dick gracious, Van Dyke. right? How the gracious. grace, grace, the grace of that. Again, that's Absolutely. that's a word that we so seldom use. I think. Yeah. There's such grace in that offering to oh, you. Oh, it was. Number one, it settled me. Right. Which was awesome. Right. You know, and by the end of the week, we are doing Laurel and Hardy bits. Right. Because he's obsessed with Laurel and Hardy. I know. I felt like a friend, kind right. of. Like, morning, Dick. Right. Next to each other in hair and makeup. He's singing songs from, uh, what's that one with the umbrella Mary lady? Pop- Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. He's singing songs with singing you doing Mary songs Poppins. Singing songs in the trailer. Right. I mean, it really, it, you're right. Yeah, yeah. His, he could have been very, oh, thank you, Yes. And that would have set a tone. Right. I still would have hopefully done the best job I would have done and blah, blah, blah. You but would. the tone he set was, dude, we're, what you're doing is wonderful. Right. What I do, you know, I want to... Grace, yeah. yeah Grace. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And I've had that with other people and other people not so much. Right. I've been on shows where the, the regulars won't do your coverage. So you do... Uh, with somebody else you know they bring in their stand in right. so you're there for their coverage you know while the cameras you know everyone's there for the wide and then right. they come in on them over the shoulder you're there and then they leave right. and their standing comes in over your sh- over their shoulder to you and you're performing with an extra not an extra stand in those stand-in. are different right. I know like we have amazing stand in on parks who've been with us almost the whole time right only one of them is an actor the rest are, uh, we'll tell you, I don't know, I'm, you know, so they're not really giving. Right. They either don't know how or don't care to. It's not their job. Right. So It's a you, union job, the standard. It's a union job. Yeah. yeah, no, ours are, Brad and Don have been with us forever. We love mm-hmm. them. Um, so it's, I just can't imagine, I, I can't imagine saying I'm leaving before the scene is done with 
any part of me involved in. Like, I don't know, but that's... I get it. And then you have a... This is one of my favorite stories. I did a Boston Legal, James Spader. Right. Now, he's probably a little nutty. Right. In life. Right. Whatever. He's a little nutty on stage. I mean, on screen as well. In a, in a good way. In a good way. Right. He's, he's whatever he is. Um, he came in. We were doing a scene where they, the camera was going to look to him in the audience of the courtroom. Not you know, in the audience. And it was a look to him that the actor had to look over for like advice or kind of thing. All it was was the camera looking over there. They could have shot that easily one other, at any other point when James was there. He came in. So that actor could look and see him. I mean, say what you will about the man. I don't know him, you know, socially or whatever. That is the real deal. He goes, well, he needs to see me. Right. So he, he needs came to see in me. Right. to sit and have an actor because, well, you know, can't you edit it? He turns, okay, and then we cut here, and Spader's already sitting there. He could have done that any other day. It's just a shot of him sitting well, it does, in the audience. It, it also says how much he loves his job, too. Well, and here's the other thing that he did. and goes to show you how proud he is of that show and how he, nothing went without him saying it was time to go, which I think ultimately is what made it a good show. We were doing, a, um, I played a cross-dressing Santa. Mm -hmm. and, another uh, time, another uh, one. Another one, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh -huh. Crazy, and it wasn't December like I usually do. Uh -huh. So we're, um, we're shooting a bar scene late at night, and it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, and the crew's on overtime. I know we're about to go into golden time, which is big money for everybody. Really good money. Yeah, but the producers, of course, don't want that. No, they want they to get the hell out of there because crew, everyone, it just gets crazy. So now we're doing my scene. So they do his, it's, a, it's just the two of us at a bar. I'm explaining why I, it's an important scene to my character. I'm explaining why I am who I think I am and blah, blah, blah. So we do uh, the wide, then we do his coverage. Now, I know as a guest, I've been a guest a thousand times. They want out of here. Right. So I'm going to get maybe a take or two, and they're going to be gone. <sighs> right. So I kind of, and I could feel myself rushing kind of a little. Isn't that interesting? And so the director goes, okay, how did everyone feel? I said, oh, okay. And Spader goes, whoa, 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 hold on. And he looks at me and goes, did you like that? I said, I, I know. Listen, I know there's, he goes, no, 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 no. Were you happy with that take? I go, no, I'm certainly love another one. He goes, how would you like to do as many as you want to do? He goes, I don't care about any of this. We're done when you're ready, when you say you're done. So we do it again, and I still felt a little, because he said to the director, no, we're going to keep going. Right. And you could tell. Right. I mean, the crew, of course, is thrilled. The right. longer we're there, the more money everybody's making, right. but not the producers. And uh, do the second time, and I was, definitely was better, but I still felt a little, and Spader goes, give me the one you want to give me. Oh. He knew it. Did the third one is the one that's in the final episode, and it was exactly. And so it only took three takes. But he had so relaxed me to say, doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Don't goes, be thinking like that. Don't be thinking, that's not your issues. We're doing this. You know, and I love, I love two person scenes when they're like this. I love that. Um, uh, whether they're comedic or dramatic or whatever, I just love that. I, uh, you know, Oh, I, I don't know. I, I understand. It's something that happened just when you were telling me that story was your telling me of that story calmed me down. Really? And it goes back to what we're talking about about Martin and about Amy and and now with with James Spader, that feeling of if you just let me in, yeah, I'm going to be able to do whatever I, I have to do. Exactly. And that's what he did. And then we left there. He, we walked next to each other. He was walking back. He goes. 
Now that's a good scene. And I was right. like, whoa, James Spader said I did a good scene. Right. It was good because of him. Right. He allowed it to be good. Okay. He didn't care about the time. He didn't care about the money. He didn't care. Right. You know, and ultimately it's his show. And, right. no, and I learned on that show, nothing moved forward until James was happy with it. Right. But I think for the best. Okay, we're going to let it go at that because that was really the rule of wow. threes. We did that. Thank you so Man, much. This was my pleasure. I mean, I'll never oh ever do God. it again, but wow, is this really <laughs> something. I mean, thank if, you so much. You know, if the oh, of course. stars align, I'll never see you again. <laughs> no. But, um, um, no, this was awesome. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.